Thank you for tuning in to the Transcend Within podcast. This episode is brought to you by our sponsors, BRC Insurance, the number one insurance broker serving the Latino community in the Americas, and Savital Virtual Assistance, serving business owners and insurance brokers across America. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. I am your host, Monica Duani, and I am extremely excited to welcome Catherine Aguilar today, who is going to be telling us her story. She owns a very successful candle business, but not only that, her mission and her passion is about sustainability. Welcome, Catherine. How are you today? Hi, Monica. Thank you for having me. I'm doing well. Uh, it's nice springy day today, so it's been really nice. <laughs> yes, yes, we're hitting, you know, we're getting there. We can taste the summer coming, so that is it's a good thing. Um, so, Catherine, I, uh, I had an opportunity to interview you for the radio show not too long ago. And we were like, we got to get her into the podcast and share her story because I thought it was so cool that you were able to integrate your passion with what, you know, you like and also creating a business that can sustain your family can sustain you and make you happy and make you all the things that you want to do so i i have one question alone is that what is catherine's story why how did she end up here why you know was she driven to do all the things that she do today um so indulge us with your story because i think it's pretty amazing and i think people need to hear it Yeah, of course. Um, so my life story, um, it started when I was a baby. So I was born in El Salvador um, to very young parents. Uh, my mom was 16 when she had me and my dad was 19. Um, and very shortly after she had me, um, we immigrated here uh, to the United States. So I came to the United States when I was about nine months old. Um, oh, let me see if I can mute my notifications on my thing because or else it'll just... I get way too many notifications. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was born in El Salvador. I came here when I was super young. Um, just me and my mom. Um, we lived in California for a little bit with my grandmother. And then we moved over to Worcester. So I've been in Worcester since I was about one years old. Um, I left a little bit for college at some points. Um, but I've, I've always come back. So Wow. And that's amazing. Yeah. Went to all Worcester public schools. Um, my college journey was very interesting. I went to it's four different colleges. Took me five years. I have my associates and I have my bachelor's degree from Worcester State. Um, shout out to Worcester State. Love love Worcester State. Um, yeah. And in 2019, I started my business. Um, I actually started it because I had gotten fired. Um, I was a corporate recruiter. Um, And I had gotten fired um, because I just wasn't happy there. Um, and I started my business uh, with a $300 investment um, an ex-boyfriend had given me and uh, just kept going from there. We started completely online in 2019. Um, it was August of 2019 when we started. And... Um, Slowly but surely, I like went through doing pop-up markets, a lot of online stuff. Um, and then I think it was December 
uh, of that year, I was like, you know what, maybe I could really make this, you know, work out for me. Um, I was still always looking for for a full-time position. It was kind of like just my side thing while I was looking for something else. Um, and for almost an entire year, I had interviewed, I had applied, done all the things for, for jobs and just nothing was lining up. Um, which for me was really, really rare and really hard to like process. Yeah. Excuse me. So then I ended up just taking it as a sign from God. I was like, you know what? Not meant to work for anyone anymore. Um, and then the opportunity to open up a shop in the Worcester public market happened, um, in January of 2020. So I actually had signed my lease in February. I opened up my store March 14th, 2020. Um, and then on March 17th, 2020 COVID hit us all and we were on lockdown for a few months. Mm -hmm. Um, so that has really, it's been interesting because my life and my business has all been been about pivoting. It's mm-hmm. all right. This didn't really go the way I wanted it to do. Um, let's figure out what we can do. Let's create new systems. It's, you know, we went back to online after we had the store for yeah. a couple of days. Um, then, you know, once things got better, we were able to open the store again. So then we were online and in the store. Um, so I did that for almost three years. And I just closed up my shop in January. Um, I closed up my shop in the Worcester Public Market. And I'm actually working out of my home studio now, um, which is why I kind of blurred my background. It's kind of yeah. a mess. Uh, <laughs> it's not a mess. Uh, it's a work in progress. And I'm able to uh, take my shop um, completely online. And I also do a lot of pop-up markets here in Worcester. So I organize um, different reoccurring markets. There's one that I'm really excited about happening uh, next Saturday, we're calling it our mercado, our supermercado. Um, so through my business, through my journey, yeah. I've been hyper focused on sustainability, um, but doing it in a very educational um, and and slow way. Um, for me, when it comes to sustainability, um, a lot of these eco warrior warriors is what they're called. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of these people come from a place of privilege. Um, So they're Mm -hmm. telling people, okay, you need to stop buying paper towels and you got to switch to these uh, Swedish rags that are going to soak up paper towels or you need to switch to bamboo toilet paper and um, no more straws, only metal straws, you know. So there are certain things that in my shop I carry, for example, the metal straws, we carry those at the very beginning. Um, we, we, we suggest like small sustainable changes, um, things that, you know, yeah. won't go completely Anyone out of your bucket. Can do. Um, Anyone can do. Like, you know, use what you have at home already before you go buy yeah. something new, um, mm-hmm. repurposing things, even on, on our logo, I could kind of show you a little bit. It's the recycle sign when you see it. Um, yeah. but it's reduce, repurpose and reuse. Recycling is, is yeah. kind of a myth. It doesn't really help the planet. Oh, I think I might have froze. Did I freeze on you? Just a little bit. It's okay. Hello? Oh, there Am you I go. You're good. Oh, I couldn't hear you this whole time because I muted the thing. Oh my god, that's so funny. Ah! I'm just laughing. I couldn't even hear if you were. <laughs> that's so funny. It's totally okay. No, I'm saying you're good. You're good. And I think, um, I think it's it's about the small changes, right? Like what what anyone can do and can afford right is that i think that's that's really good because overall 
um, not everybody can be buying like bamboo spoons or bamboo, like, you know, like, or, or what is the other thing right now? Um, these plates that come, um, they are like, they look like bamboo, but they're not bamboo. Um, you can rewash them. Because I've seen um, them. Like I saw them. Plates. They're almost like solo I style. Saw yeah, I saw them. Where did I saw them? I went to eat somewhere with a with a friend of mine, and they they are like a, a a vegan vegetarian place, and they had all these things, um, and they look like bamboo because it was like brown with like. But they said, you know, put them here because we, we reuse them. We rewash them and reuse them. And I was like, is that sanitary? <laughs> because, you know, me, ignorant. I was like, is that sanitary? And then they show me like the whole little um, spiel about, you know, why these are being used right now. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Like, I will go ceramic all day. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so I love ceramic. I love glass. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like that a lot of things are being made with like aluminum. Um, yeah. The other, I I just came back from LA in January, and in the airport, uh, they had plastic water bottles and they had aluminum uh, water bottles too. Mm -hmm. So I went for the aluminum one right away, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, and I was yeah. actually able to keep it and reuse it a couple times, um, which was really great. You know. So I like that, like, there are these options happening. Um, I actually was inspired to have my business be focused on sustainability. And yeah. over the years, I have become, um, my friends kind of call me earthy crunchy. I'm kind of like the hippie of the crew. You know, <laughs> like, if there's a cat's with us, like, make sure you're recycling because she's going to clock you. <laughs> make sure you're That's not so funny. plastic if there's another option. Um <laughs> But it's it's developed over time you know what i mean like um it's funny because it's, it's like a core memory for me the saint patrick's day parade is coming up here in worcester and um the year before i had started my business and i had read the book that inspired it all i actually littered and somebody yelled at me and i was like it's fine <gasps> like no big deal right look at me admitting this right now oh my god um but like now it's such a core memory because when I see people litter, I will yell at them or I will just pick up their trash and like take it with me. Um, so it, it really just goes to show you when you are ignorant, when you don't care, when you, you know, you're just kind of living day to day. You're not you're not worried about the planet. You know, you're you're pretty much in survival mode. So every day you're kind of waking up. And it's like, OK, I need to get X, Y, Z done because I need to do this, this, that. So um, you're not really like paying attention to to the bigger picture of it all. Um, so over the past few years, you know, I've done a lot of learning um, and through my business, through my blogs, through my website, my social media um, and even events and, and speaking engagements like this. You know, I'm able to kind of slowly tell people um, recommendations that they can do. Um, mm -hmm. I know during that interview we had um, a little while ago, we had talked about how um, Latinos, especially, you know, us immigrants, um, we are kind of the kings and queens of sustainability, you know, like our grandmothers are, are kind of in that, sometimes it happens because of, of scarcity, but they're in that scarcity mindset where 
I need to reuse this as many times as possible before I throw this away. Um, and a lot of people, you know, as they get older, they get a little bit more money. They're kind of yes. like, I don't want to live like that. You know, like, I don't want to like reuse stuff, like just throw it away. I could buy a new one. Um, so it's, it's kind of like figuring out a, a healthy balance of all the things. Yeah, no. And it's, you know, it's, it's like you said, small step. We don't have to turn 180, right? We just have to make sure that we are conscious. We're conscious about the choices that we are making to better our surroundings, right? Like the amount on, of landfill that we, we produce is way too high. You know, yeah. like right now we have islands of trash, right? Because we cannot put it anywhere anymore on our land. So we have freaking islands with mm -hmm. trash, which is crazy, which is crazy to my mind. So I have a couple of questions based on your story. Yeah. Going back, back, back to when you left corporate, um, what were the lessons learned there? Um, why do you think um, it wasn't a good environment? And how have you used that experience to better, you know, your company and how you deal with people within your company now? Yeah. So for me, it's really interesting because um, I actually haven't talked about this in a while. Um, but when it came to my corporate job, my last job, um, when I was hired, I was hired by a manager who had been there. And I think she's still there. Um, has been there over 30 years with the company. She has managed star recruiters. She has managed great teams. She was such an amazing manager that I literally left that interview, Monica, and I was like, can I give no. you a hug? I want to hug you. Um, like, she was amazing. And then a couple months into my job, I want to say like eight, maybe nine months into it, they actually promoted my coworker. So someone who was sitting yeah. next to me, same type of position um, because she had been there a couple of years, they promoted her and she was now my manager and two other people. Mm. So this person had never managed people a day in her life. Um, and yeah. I think her first inclination was to micromanage. And mm. I, I can't be micromanaged. I'm, I'm, I'm a set leader. You know what I mean? Um, I, my family, we're very powerful women. We say it to each other. We're natural. We're all natural born leaders in my family. Um, mm -hmm. so for me, just micromanaging did not work out. So at that point I was like, let me just, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I don't, I don't know it's how okay. to turn it off. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm over here, right? Like I had a great boss and then all of a sudden I have this woman who's like literally watching every move. She even, even one time, and this was really the last straw for me, um, she questioned why I was talking to my clients or my, my workers in Spanish. And it was because she couldn't mm -hmm. understand, you know? So that for me yeah. really left an impact on the type of boss and the type of company I don't want to have. Um, cause their culture was work hard, play hard where Friday evenings or Friday around four, there's beer in the office. Um, and like, as a young person, fresh out of college, you're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the type of vibe I want to be in. Mm -hmm. um, but when you like grow and realize it's actually pretty toxic, you know, yeah. um, a lot of and, and I've had these conversations with other people, like even sometimes professional like networking events where they're really pushing drinks on people and stuff and getting people to the point where they're not even 
professional anymore. You're kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, so those those types of things that you know left a sour taste in my mouth um, helped me to then see. All right, as a leader, you know, I've had a couple of employees now um, in the past, and I have a few right now. Um, I want to be a leader that inspires them through my actions. I want to be a leader mm-hmm. that serves. I want to be a leader that helps teach you. Um, so that definitely helped me so much. Um, and then thankfully yeah. I had a lot of other jobs in, in a diverse, uh, diverse industries. Like I've worked in uh, mortgage processing. I work in yeah. um, securities training. I've, I've done so many random things. Um, mm-hmm that they've all helped me, you know, like I've done some customer service jobs, I've done admin work. Um, so all yeah. of those things in the past helped me with my business. I'm much more organized. I have systems. Um, I know, you know, legally how to deal with an employee based on Massachusetts employment laws. Um, yeah. So all of my past roles have definitely helped me in my in my company. And, you know, it's, I always say it's God's plan. I was able to do all of these things at a really young age through undergrad, mm-hmm. you know, work for a couple of years after undergrad, see what it's like um, in a company that like gives you training, that gives you orientation, that has standard operating procedures. Um, so yeah. you're really able to, okay, now I want to create this. I want this to grow. But you really, as you know, you have to create strong foundations in order to successfully expand. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think, you know, all of our experiences makes us more powerful, right? So it is really important that just as you learned your lessons, that we also um, teach others how to, what not to do, right? Like what not to do, what we don't want, what we don't want to experience. Well, we don't, we don't need this specific experience, right? So, um, I think that's awesome that you've been able to build something around you that completely cancels everything that, you know, you weren't happy with and that didn't serve you as an individual. That way you can, you know, help people grow in a more inclusive and a more, um, I will say sustainable environment, right? Because it's, it's very, you know, you see how I did what I did there? Sustainability. Ah, uh, <laughs> ah. So part of the I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so that's awesome. Now, when you, uh, so you, you started your business, you were, um, having a good flow online and you meant, you mentioned about pivoting, 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 right. And I think any new business owner can actually, um, relate to that. Because, you know, if you don't pivot, then you don't grow, right? But your pivoting was kind of like a forced pivoting mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the situation that was happening. So tell me what, you know, what was the experience of like opening the store, um, then having to shut down and of course reopening again, because I, I went to your store a couple of times and it was, it was cool. I like the market. It's a cool place. Um, but what made you understand that you could be more successful with this specific online presence? Uh, because a lot of people think that a business has to exist, you know, physically somewhere and it's not like that. So yeah. tell me about that experience. 
Yeah. So um, I think for me, it's very interesting. Um, the pandemic, and I've had this conversation with other business owners, the pandemic revealed a lot of problems in our in our economy, but it also brought in a lot of fast paced mm -hmm. solutions, especially for businesses. Um, so for example, you know, how, how much all of us yeah. use DoorDash, Uber Eats, all of those great things, you know, all of that really stemmed from the pandemic and, and businesses not being able to, to go yeah. serve and, and do all the things. Right. So for me, um, sorry, my, my dog distracted me. So for me, um, it's, it's interesting. I'm sorry. Can you rephrase the question again? <laughs> You're too funny. I, I just wanted to know, you know, how, how was the experience of understanding and coming to the conclusion that your business was better to online than in, in person? Like how, because of all the pivot, all the pivoting that you had to do, how did you realize that, you know what, I am more successful doing it this way. I'm just going to do it my way. And, and that's it. So tell me about the experience of coming to that realization. Yes. So sorry. I don't know where my mind was going, but, um, for me, okay. it really comes into like people's shopping. So for retail products, especially even like big corporations, they're having a hard time getting people into the stores and spending money. Um, a lot of people because of the pandemic, because of online ordering, because of um, home deliveries and stuff like that, we are kind of almost like, well, let me see if I could get it faster online or let me see if, well, they only have it in blue in the store. Let me see if I could find it in pink elsewhere. Um, and then with social media kind of being the only way people are connecting um it really really yeah. expanded e-commerce so for me the store was great it was nice having my store i was actually in two different places in the market so it was interesting to see like where you know where you're located in the space um but for me that physical location just didn't work out and you know unfortunately as we've seen it a lot of retailers are moving out of the market because unfortunately the market isn't the best place for, for retailers, mm -hmm. for wares, for home goods. You know, it's, it's a really great yeah. place to sit down and get a bite to eat or grab food and go home. Um, it's really, really great for food vendors, but for retailers, it just wasn't the right space. Um, and I've had this conversation with a couple retailers in different cities too. So it's, it's happening in Boston as well, happening down at the Cape, you know, happening in, in, in Los Angeles too. Lots of storefronts have closed down because people just, aren't necessarily wanting to stop in, spend 20 minutes browsing through your store when they're looking for a specific thing in a specific color, specific scent, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's just easier to, to Google it and, and send it and get it delivered in a few days. That's just kind of the way people are yeah. shopping for things right now. Um, you know, clothing yeah. and food, different. You know, those are things you kind of want to touch and try. Um, but even so much, not even clothing either. A lot of people are kind of just, you know, doing the fast mm -hmm. fashion stuff. So that's a whole other I thing. I cannot tell you when was the last time I went to the mall. Yeah. Like if you go into even Natick Mall, I went to Natick Mall uh, about a month ago. And mm -hmm. they have a lot of really big retailers that have closed up shop. And I yeah. think they specifically are doing a pretty good job at... Um, giving those spaces to small businesses, um, mm -hmm. which I thought was really interesting and unique. 
Um, but it's, I almost wanted to go in there and ask the business owners like, Hey, like, are you getting like a deal on your rent? Cause, uh, probably places, not. Probably not, probably right? not. Cause places like Blackstone Valley, for example, in the middle of the pandemic, they had reached out to me and asked me to open up a store there, but they were mm -hmm. asking for like a million dollars a year in rent. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm not using candle. I'm not giving. Well, that. even if you if you go to like you know, and, and those that are listening that are not from the Massachusetts, they're sorry. But like we have a lot of malls around us that are like 50% empty. Mm -hmm. I will say because you go to Salomon Paul Mall, is the same same shit. Mm -hmm. Like it's closed. Like a lot of the stores are closed. big retail stores are closed. You mm -hmm. go to Aber Mall, that's like a freaking goes down over there. Like it doesn't nothing exists. Right. Um, you know, Greenville Mall, which is the was the staple here, it's now Amazon. <laughs> so right. and, so and you, you know Amazon, for example, Amazon's one of the most successful companies in the entire world. And they actually did a retail shop. I don't know if you heard about it at Blackstone, one of like an outdoor strip malls. You can pick up the stuff there, yeah. Well, no, they had like a store where you could shop, but it yeah. only lasted they also have minutes. it. They closed too. They also have it in Natick Mall. Oh. But the one in Blackstone closed after three months because they weren't enough people shopping in person. People just would rather yep. shop online. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, it was just so much easier to. Ha leave that space you know thankfully I, I had done my complete lease so i i left on good terms i'm very fr i'm so good friends yeah. with everyone at the market um but it just it just wasn't the right place for retail you know and yeah. unfortunately retail overall as an industry is really changing um and if you're not on social media pushing yourself pushing your product put it pushing your brand um you're you're kind of dying a slow death and thankfully yeah. I'm young, I have the energy and, and we keep pushing. <laughs> right, right, right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you can you can reach a broader audience, right? Because you're not you're not you know built into a certain community or certain street or so, you know, depending on walking traffic. You can say, you know, you are in Massachusetts and you can send candles to California and that's totally fine. You know, like it's right. awesome that the world, the world is your oyster. Is that what they say, right? The world yes, is yes, your yes. Oyster, and it's like nice that. because I'm so bad at those things. No, you're good. <laughs> but even through our website, you know, we have we have clients in Texas, we have clients in Maryland, we have clients in California. Um, I've even shipped out candles to Poland. Um, awesome. So it's yeah, you know, so it's like really, I've had candles in Hawaii. You know, like it's really, it's really unlimited through the internet, um, which is yeah. really really nice. Um, and like you said, we're able to to teach and reach a wider audience. Um, and it's nice because I get to spend time at home. I'm with my dogs a lot more. Um, yeah. And I'm able to immerse myself more in the community, which really, really makes me happy. Because mm -hmm. um, that's been a key pillar for my business has been community. Community with a K. We'll add that. Yeah. Uh, we're all about <laughs> the community. <laughs> uh, so we're community with a K. And we're able to do our pop-up markets. We're able to do candle workshops, both public and mm -hmm. private for people here in the area. So even though we don't have a physical store anymore, there are plenty of opportunities for people to meet me in real life, to smell my candles in real life. Yeah. 
um, before they buy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I need to get one. Need yeah. to get one. I'll send you one somewhere. I'll, pay, I'll pick up. I'll pick up. <laughs> because I'm more of like, I need to talk to someone. <laughs> type of person. I love it. I love it. So for those girls, for those women out there that are like having an idea and they don't know if it's going to work or not, right? Um, what will you say to them today? What is a piece of advice that you have for them that it will be like, go get it, girl? Um, honestly, my advice is, and I'm going to use my, my business education hat because I'm very thankful I studied business in college. You want a successful business finds a problem and creates a solution to the problem. So that could change over time. And our solutions and our problems have changed over time um, a few times. But that is my best advice in business. You have to yeah. find a problem, whether it's a problem you're facing every single day or, you know, young girls are facing or, you know, Latinas are facing or, you know, this city of, of Worcester, for example, is facing. Um, how can you solve that problem? Is it mm -hmm. through a service? Is it through an actual product? You know, yeah. for me, it's I'm so lucky into the fact that my product and I'm like, I'm just going to grab it. This is right next to me. Uh, my product is just bottles, you know, that I've cut and I've sanded and it's kind of, I feel bad because it's like blurry. Um, but, you know, I'm able to take something somebody was about to throw away into the trash and give it a whole new life um, yeah. and literally spark it back to life because it's a candle in the flame and everything, you know. So for me, my advice would just be that figure out what you want your solution to be and also some of the best advice I got was pick a, a niche and stick to it. Well, my niche, it's nice because I kind of have two. It's the sustainability. We're all about sustainability. Every single vendor we bring into our stores focus on sustainability in one way or another. And then our second uh, niche is, is women empowerment, um, especially for, for women of color. Um, we bring in other women-owned businesses, but we are kind of checking, are they are they a person of color? Are they queer? You know, what are their values aligned with ours? Um, and that's what's re really made us super successful. Um, and take your time with it, too. There's no yeah. rush. You know, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be Bill Gates or Oprah. I would yeah. love to. Um, but, you know, when you hear these people, they tell you all the time it's a journey. And you really have to stop, which is probably my hardest thing to do for myself, is like you have to stop, take a moment, and reflect on how far you've actually made it. Yeah. Perfect. Awesome. So this was gathering people. If you need an amazing candle and you are all about sustainability. Oh, and she's something she didn't mention is that she's super creative with the smells of her candles. Can you just, so yeah. I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Puerto Rican, <laughs> she, has, she has a Coquito candle. So yes. if you don't, if you don't know what Coquito is, Coquito is like our staple signature drink that we prepare at home with like 700 coconut flavors, like um, cinnamon, all these things. A little bit of nutmeg. Mm. For you to be able to replicate that is pretty awesome. I mean, I have to say. So 
like she's pretty creative too so it's not just about you know the regular smell roses scam yeah like that's she's true. very she's very very creative so if you want to try it you want to reach out to her you're even interested on um, learning how to make candles i know you have a workshop coming up as yep. well and she does workshops too so reach out to her you know get in the vibe make sure that you know we we all, all have candles in our homes um and i think you know the purpose is really great so thank you for sharing your story catherine today i really appreciate being here and keep being awesome this was a great conversation and i i truly love you know where you came from and how everything was formed so keep empowering women out there and keep doing your thing you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be great thank you i really appreciate that and honestly maybe one last thing that i forgot to mention uh maybe because it's women's history month we're just like we're like extra loving yes. each other this month <laughs> but something i will remind young girls especially is mm -hmm. everything you experience in life even the bad shitty parts is a part of you is a part of your story it's a part of your journey and no one can ever take that from you mm. you know many times and i've had this conversation with other business owners people feel like oh i'm i'm not smart enough i'm not pretty enough i'm not this i'm yeah. not that no the way you are set your ideas that you know your creator your god has yeah. given you go out there cuz there's someone waiting for that story someone 100%. waiting for that thing it's 100% 100% and if you need help that's what we're here for right Reach out to anyone we're always more than happy to help because i know that there there is not a lot of support out there but there is definitely a lot of support that you probably don't know Right. And that's what we're here for, to make sure that we reach out, that we give a hand and that we connect you with the people you need. So thank you so much for mentioning that, Catherine. Oh. I really appreciate it. Keep being awesome. You're great. Have an amazing Thanks, night. Monica. You too. You too. Have a good one. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you to our guests and we appreciate you listening and watching today. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Transcend with M on Instagram, at Monica Duani on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and watch a repeat of this episode in our YouTube channel. Remember, keep resilient, keep growing, and keep being empowered. We will see you next week.